0: Hello everybody, you are listening to the Chaos and Shadow podcast. My name is Kyle and I'm joined here by my co-host today, Adler. Adler Cooper, welcome to the show. How are you doing today?
1: Oh, you know, thriving.
0: (laughs) Thriving. We were just saying off air uh, that we are in. we, We are. It is hard to thrive when you're just trying to survive. If you guys know Adler, Adler is one of our near and dear friends to the network, to the show. Adler's come by here many times before for, say, on Saturday for the podcast. Uh, and I, honestly, I don't know how many episodes at this point, but you're always here with us in, in chat or something. So just massive thank you for your time and your energy that you bring to the table. And we're going to have a fun night tonight talking about coming in to spring to summer, bringing back our energy, starting to do more than just surviving, how we can take advantage of it and thrive a little bit. Adler, how have you been? What weirdness have you been up to since we've last talked? If you'd like to give them a recap.
1: Oh, man, I'm trying to remember even when did we last I feel like we did a seance or something. I I, I don't know.
0: I want to say January seance, maybe. February, possibly.
1: Was it? Yeah, I'm trying to remember because I know... I know I know. it's like... I don't even know. I know it was in the winter because I'm in grad school. And so it's like trying to base it off of that. So I know that I was like fully in school because I had my... I had a big talk I had to give my responsibilities. And then after that, like I was like trying to get a school mode. So um it must have been in February because I feel like we talked a little bit like I went to the Savannah Paracon um and is that the last big adventure I went on going to Savannah (laughs) it couldn't have been I feel like I've been in the woods a few times like I, I that's kind of what I do now for like my strangeness is like going out into the woods and just, like, getting lost on purpose. Like, I'm that person who I just turn off my GPS and drive in the woods. And if something feels weird, I just kind of follow it. <laughs> so maybe I'll go missing one day. But, like, that's kind of what I've been doing is going in the woods. Um, but haven't really done that much spooky stuff. Like, I I want to get back into, like, doing Estes. I have a group of friends and we want to start doing regular, like, weird things. Yes. Um, I've done the Woofo. every week I go out and, you know, look for UFOs. None yet in Florida, but um, that's kind of been it because I've been in school brain <laughs> you know, for so long. One semester ended, a new one's beginning, but it's summer. So, you know, it's adventure time now to go out and start camping and planning, you know, longer trips and that sort of thing. So.
0: Couldn't agree weird. more with that. Uh is the time it is the time to uh, I we were, we were kind of saying I mean again you summarized that really well was saying about school brain like that's a great way to put it I'm not in school, but I feel school brain. Maybe it's because so many of us are having <laughs> we're getting secondhand school brain uh but also you know we were talking pagans uh kids are getting you know everything together with school so she's been busy i mean they're they're in like high school graduating stuff so it's it is that season of transition no matter kind of your age it, it affects you in some way of mm-hmm. occupied brain and we've dealt with a lot that's still going on with the craziness of our, our government and our world and things aren't easier there so that definitely puts in that survival mode and so yeah, I've been having, I'm well, there's always the time to talk about these things with people that I've been really trying to get out while wow, the weather's been nice, let the kind of the cool air before it turns into sweltering summer oppression here in Pennsylvania. I've been trying to breathe that in and reconnect <laughs> ground a little bit.
1: Yeah, for sure. Like, it's already like very hot here because, you know, I live in Florida. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. so it's already like 90 degrees and really humid, but. Um, I've definitely been like just going out in the woods and just like sitting on the dirt, (laughs) wherever there's no tall grass and ticks. I've just been going out and just being outside because it's like finally bearable. I mean, to me, I like warm weather, but you know, it's not freezing cold. It's not like rainy all the time. So it's like very much get back out in nature kind of time.
0: It is, it is the time for it. Um, Stacy, by the way, get got us the date. March 5th was the date of our oh, last uh, meetup. Right. Stacy, thank you for doing that. You you were amazing. Uh, Jenny in chat saying, I feel this so much. This is a good reminder to folks, if you're listening to this in the podcast form, that we do these live on Monday nights on Twitch. Um, this is gonna be something we're doing with more regularity, having a rotating guest spot come through. Uh, Pagan and I have been chatting about this for a while. So it's a good time to tell folks that Adler's gonna be one of the people joining us so that we can talk about our weirdness more regularly you this illustrates the point actually we're illustrating the point to a t we haven't talked to adler since march and that is a crime because (laughs) we are a too good of friends to like leave it for two months i mean we talk but you know like we don't uh, brainstorming and being active together is a little bit different than just exchanging a message and stuff there so what we want to use these times for is this is kind of a chance for us to decompress from seances like we can bring up weirdness from what we experience like if you if you have a group of friends that are doing estes sessions on the side and you get weird stuff that you want to bring to the table by all means but we've got so many cool friends like adler that are doing interesting new innovative things and harnessing that as a group is, is a challenge. You know, you, you say we're, we're so busy with school. We're so busy with work. People are, it's hard to keep up in, in synchronized schedules. So we're doing it. We're making it a thing. And um, at least once a month, we're going to have people buy. So expect to see Adler about every four or so episodes-ish. And that way it also keeps like a low commitment on you too. I, that was the key to this. I was like, I don't want to make Adler or anyone feel like they're committing a huge portion of their already busy life. <laughs> just a call, just a phone call a month.
1: Just a phone call.
0: (laughs) Like normal friends, right? Like normal friends.
1: Like literally what like normal people do. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. I get so bad at that though. It's just like I'll, I see like messages and it's like, oh, I haven't talked to that friend in like four months. (laughs) It's like, whoops.
0: It's hard to get back on that train, too. I, I always feel this, like, little guilt. But I always assure my friends, I'm like, please don't ever feel that for me. I'm like, if if you get distant on me, I'm not, like, uh, upset or angry that I didn't hear from anyone. So this, this message is just a yeah. flat warning to everyone out there. If I ignore you, it's
1: probably just because I'm, like,
0: depressed or something and I can't answer the phone that day.
1: That's literally the same. Like, I know that some people, like, direct message me and I'll do that thing where I see it. <gasps> and then I, like, swipe it away. And then I just, like forget that's there <laughs> and it's just like i feel bad and then i see it and it's like oh it has been two weeks i'm not ignoring you like i just didn't see it or i forgot so
0: my other thing is sometimes i just don't have the answer for the person at that time i'm like this deserves more thought and i am like if i answer you now uh and then it doesn't happen because exactly what you said <laughs> i'm like i was supposed to think about that two weeks ago
1: <laughs> oops yeah Yeah, exactly. It's like, I usually don't have the brain capacity. Like the news is terrible. And I've just been like a spaghetti. (laughs) Like, I'm also a grad student. So I like I have two brain cells. And they're, they're both supposed to be doing chemistry. And they're usually not.
0: (laughs) Oops. I've been watching these Instagram stories and you're up to some really interesting and fun things over there. I know none of it though. I actually do. I have seen some of the things I saw what your advisor, I don't know if it got published. There was a, a recent, I, that's hard to say the word published when you're talking about whatever magazine that was like, I don't mean to oh, confuse But it academia. is a paper,
1: but it is a paper. He did publish a scientific paper. Every like what is going on though? My lab does many things, but my advisor is obsessed with bananas. (laughs) And in particular, he's obsessed with the brown spots on bananas and how they form and how they spread and why they stop spreading and all this stuff because we study chemical waves. And so banana spots actually make Turing patterns. And and he was fascinated by these banana spots. (laughs) And so for a very long time, he was like studying bananas, (laughs) like studying how they ripen. And so he made a, like, he published something about it and it, it all has to do with, you know, trying to reduce food waste. Um, but he studied bananas breathing. He had like a little reactor that he would stick a banana in for like two months. and like He studied bananas ripening. And so it's a whole thing. And he was like, we're going to like, he just, I've never seen someone get so into bananas (laughs) and it got published and he got really excited about it and he put it on social media and then martha stewart put it on her website and so he was very very proud the other day <laughs> that martha stewart picked him up so that has like nearly nothing to do with the rest of our research but he was really excited for martha stewart so
0: <laughs> I love that. We need people interested in bananas and how to slow down the. the I mean, seriously, that is that is massive, groundbreaking work. I, I like, food waste is a huge crisis. Maybe I should talk to him. Maybe we can have a. We can just rant about oh my the god food crisis.
1: He's he incredible. Like he, I'm very lucky because I know some people see me, especially today. Me almost fully bullying a certain astrophysicist. <laughs>
0: what (laughs) uh,
1: so like i get very pissy at you know scientists who are you know sticks up their butts and all that kind of thing even though i am a scientist and like i'm you know getting indoctrinated into this field and everything and i love science and all that stuff i'm very lucky with this guy uh because he he still has that like he's literally a giant child like he's a big five-year-old like he asks all kinds of weird questions like just like a little kid would ask he ex- he explores everything um you know he'll sit there and he actually talked about this on his own one day he's like what if we could using our mind influence the quantum state of one electron like how big of a butterfly effect would that be and if you went to pan Paracon, that we talked about that on like the tech panel um and he brought that up on his own like i don't talk to him about weird stuff i don't reveal that i am a total and utter weirdo <laughs> to my graduate peers um, because that's like a death sentence, you know, when you're a scientist, you can't really reveal this stuff. And so I'm very lucky to have him because he explores all these ideas and he has all these like really like childlike sort of just being curious about everything. And so you can like think about whatever you want in there. So I'm very lucky to have like a, someone like him around Versus, you know, someone who tells you that eclipses are boring because they happen a lot and a lot of people can see them. But anyway, I'm not salty.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll be salty for a second. I, so I don't know who said that. And I don't really know if we need to mention their name anyway. But I do not like the idea of, quote, scientists, people that want to study things, saying that we shouldn't study things. just Or we shouldn't even be excited about them just because, <laughs> like you're saying, everyone can see it because that is intellectual elitism and no wonder why we're in like a battle of anti-intellectualism in this country it is a two-sided war uh and one side's doing a lot more damage than the other i can say that for sure but (laughs) yeah i think we could explore things a lot better and uh i don't know how'd that how'd you get involved in in sharing that who who, (laughs) I don't know if you want to say much more about it, but I am curious if you want to share any extra.
1: Oh, this astrophysicist. Yes. Who, oh, it's who we all know and love. It's our friend, Neil deGrasse Tyson, but, uh, Neil deGrasse hole. But, um, you know, he just, I didn't even see it at first. And cause we were all taking pictures of the moon. Like it was pretty. If you got to see it last night, it was so pretty. And he said some shit and it was like, you know the moons bit like lunar eclipses aren't rare they happen all the time and like everyone on the side of the planet that sees the moon gets to see it so like it's not that special and if no one told you it was happening you probably wouldn't notice anyway so like they're not that cool but he said it in like a really dick way where he's like they're so like spectacularly like not exciting like these, <laughs> like they're so unspectacular and it was like what? Like like y- you study space and the stars and you have become this disenchanted with space? Like I don't understand scientists who are like that because a lot of them are like that. They're like they get so far in and it just becomes mundane and they're like that's just what it is. You can reduce it to this. And it's like where is that spark that got you into this? Like how can you become so like separated from that <laughs> to the point where you tell other people but it's not that exciting. Like leave, do something else. I just don't understand. Like if you're that miserable, stop doing what you're doing. I just don't, un- I don't understand. And like, I do understand. Cause that's how they indoctrinate like scientists. That's how they teach you that so they're like, Oh, you can just break it down to these simple parts. And it's that simple. And then people just become little machines and they're like, Oh yeah. Okay. It's this gear and doing this. And then they can explain it. And they sound really smart, but they like, they don't care about it anymore. <laughs> So like I don't I don't get it. I don't get it and I'm glad I don't get it, but like I really want to bully this astrophysicist even though he's not going to care.
0: So. <laughs> I want to I do want to bully him, but the reason I'm not is because he won't care. Uh, it is a problem because someone with a platform like his I mean that really is the sort of thing to say to get children not to be interested in in science. Like here's another way to phrase it that is an amazing free event that is easy access to everybody you can take your kids out and like a you know i i mean there's caveats to everything but you can probably go outside and see it for free unlike having to pay how about word something like that that this is a great time to get your kids excited for space
1: literally it's like how cool is that like you're sitting here and like you're looking at this giant floating rock and then like somewhere behind you behind is like the sun which you can't see and it's reflecting all of the sunsets on the earth and the waves are going around and they're like colliding on the moon and so that's why it's red and it's like that is so cool <laughs> like who can make the moon like not magical like
0: what you said I is just, true i i teachers in school bother me in the very same way it's it's that idea that when you lose the urged or the whatever or the capacity to have like a a genuine connection and a want to share knowledge that's the thing where you actually become a hindrance because you kind of you become like cement brick strap to kids or you know whoever's feet and the same goes for college professors there's no age discrimination here at whatever grade you're teaching if you lose the passion for it, it rubs off on everyone else because they're gonna be this is boring why am i involved yeah. Or they'll be like, if I 20 years, I'm in your shoes and I'm going to hate my job.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Like, it's, just, it's perpetuated in every single field. And like, I see it all the time because I teach, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm a grad student. And so like, I have to teach college students. And so, you know, sitting there and they're like, oh, I heard this class sucks. And it's like, yeah, when I was in your shoes, I hated this class. But you know what? We're not going to have that experience. <laughs> like, and even if like you still you're not interested, like I'm hoping that you're not going to be miserable. Like that's my whole goal is to make your life not miserable. Because like, yes, it's chemistry. It can be very dry. It can be boring. And chemistry is not for everyone. In fact, it's not for most people. <laughs> but you know, I, mean, I don't understand teachers who just suck the life out of it. Like I just, and I know it can get exhausting. I know people get burnt out. Like I understand. I've been there. But um. I just, I don't understand. Like if you're, if you're at that point where it's like, it's not magical for you anymore. Like, don't take that away for other people because like, you never know, like someone might be super excited about this thing, but they don't know anything about it. And you're the first person that knows something about it that they encounter. And then you're like, Oh, guess what? Like it it sucks. And (laughs) like, it just, it kills people. It kills people. And like, you don't have to like it, but don't wreck it for someone else. Like, you know, the grass hole. Like those comments weren't needed. Like, okay, you can yeah. hate the moon all you want, but like why did you have to go on Twitter when you know how so many people are gonna see this and make a shitty comment about it? Like it's just not necessary. <laughs> Let people be interested in something.
0: Zump in chat may have given you the answer. He says, Neil says, look at me, not that stupid old moon. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's a part of it. Some I feel like uh, yeah there's probably a lot of attention seeking going on because yeah, yeah. It, I mean but this is the this is just what makes me sad about humans because from an outside perspective there's an easy uh, fork in the road which is again be a stick in the mud or be excited for f- 5 minutes at the tweet. You don't even have to be excited in real life. You can fake it. You could just you can write it. it. Put it in a Grammarly and ask it to judge your um tone or whatever neil
1: he could have just been like look at the moon and then like that was it It would have gotten so much hype like you know like that's literally it you know or he could have sounded real smart and like explain it i don't know what he wants to do i was i was telling somebody else today one of my friends um that you know he was saying these like bad comments or whatever and it's like well you know you can like this is why like i'm not truly like bullying him like quote tweeting and all of that kind of stuff because like it's useless right he's not going to see it and he's not going to care but even if he did see it like it doesn't matter like i'm a i'm a scientist and i understand that ego that we have like we have an ego and he has a massive ego because he is a famous astrophysicist you know like he is like one of the posters people you know of of astrophysics so um We all have an ego and his is massive. And so it doesn't matter if it's negative or positive, because in science, I was telling my friend this: when you become a scientist, you are faced with criticism from literally every single person. That's so bad that like you maybe don't want to live through it all. (laughs) Like Mm. grad school is real tough. Becoming a scientist to any degree is extremely difficult. And so you, you fight through this fire, just constant, like you are not worth the dirt under your feet until you are suddenly, you know, loved by everybody as the same as scientist. So you build up this ego of like, no, I deserve to be here. And like, I'm awesome and all this shit, because you have to, to survive. And so by the time he's gotten there, he's been through all of it. So any criticism, that doesn't matter, because he's like, I, what's that going to do? <laughs> like, scientists, it's just attention. They just they're getting attention. So at that point, it's not really like, Oh, I should reconsider who I am and what I'm saying. It's oh, look, people are paying attention to me.
0: Mm. Yeah, that explains a bit of it. That, like that, that I that frames it for someone who's a non scientist a bit more. Um, I and I, it, like you're saying, it certainly seems that the scientific community uh, turns on itself quite a lot in terms of what people can and cannot a practice explore or otherwise discuss. You you said this maybe at the start of it, when you're talking about uh, not really telling your peers about your interest in the strange, because I, I, we've, said it on chaos and shadow before there's literally paid groups that are out there to discredit scientists that want to explore anything in the strange and they've literally had big names like these poster people speak at their events They're, they book conference halls and stuff i can get the name for people later if you really want to know but you could probably google it too they had bill and I come to one of their events to tell people that you shouldn't explore ufos or something like that very yeah crappy <laughs> i don't like it science in my opinion is supposed to be about challenging our beliefs and, and putting it through tests but at some point people just stop trying stop challenging new things i guess just yeah it it's become
1: like reason. a like an elite thing where it's like no we know better like it's it's become separated where it's just like no we actually know better because uh we're smarter and it's like when how are you smarter <laughs> like i don't understand because you got this grade in physics in college like what does that have to do with literally anything in the world like a degree is a piece of paper it tells you how much time you spent you know looking at a thing and like sure that gives you a little bit of credibility but it's like you know like that's all it is is—is how much time you've dedicated but you can dedicate this much time and not know anything about something that's just adjacent to what you do you know especially like this level like the scientists that we tend to talk about and the ones you know like bill and i and you know tyson and all of them like they have phds you know the whole joke about people who have doctorates is like you know more and more about less and less until you know a whole lot about nothing at all and so as soon as you take one step over you know maybe they know more than the average person right but they're not an expert in everything (laughs) they're an expert in one thing you know maybe a couple things if they spent their whole life you know studying a little corner but it's a corner (laughs) It's not a field like they're a member of a field. They're not the expert. Like, you know, it's not a pyramid. It's just a wide open field and everybody's standing in a different spot. And they should be having conversations and not like building a little dirt mound and like, no, I'm actually taller than everyone, but I actually know more than you. (laughs) That's a
0: really good conversation. How we look at authority figures, too, because I I when you're talking about this what i'm hearing we really do have an archetype of a scientist that we kind of adopt just as kids i i'm thinking of my own life through just discovery channel and then you know you're in school and you're hearing about these scientists but and you start to attribute this idea like you mentioned the phd to someone who's got their doctorate that they've done all this work and that it means that they know everything yet it's you're, you're right it's a lot of research in one area and it always triggers this memory these sort of topics that I remember very early on in like elementary school I even had a teacher that said college was something that was so difficult and made it sound so inaccessible and it wasn't something I really remembered until I was applying for college and I was like this actually wasn't that difficult I'm not the best student I don't really read a lot of books but i do listen really well so like i'm here and i'm learning and i'm making my way through but it's like that idea of telling a kid this is too hard for you even to attempt is that uh intellectual elitism and gatekeeping to even tell people your your intelligence intelligence isn't there it's not worth it Ooh, it does not build a brighter future for us i don't think so Let's take down the silos and the walls, folks. We, we're we better together. That's what humans are. Our only strength is our togetherness, as I see it. Why are we hell-bent on being apart, Adler? I don't get it.
1: It's just, it's it's so frustrating. I think a lot of people, like, really want the acknowledgement and the attention because we're human or mm-hmm. whatever, but it's like, we're here to tell stories with each other, and it's like, the stories I have to tell are most, like, you know, minor chemistry-based because, for some reason, my brain likes that, so I come from that point that doesn't mean that like my story is more important or mine has more truth in it or mine you know whatever like it doesn't matter if you're talking about ufos or bigfoot or if you really like you know i don't know acoustic music i don't know something random and shit like <laughs> maybe you really like board games you're an expert in board games like these stories it's just like that's what makes us human and just like sharing those things that you really love and enjoy no matter how small or random or like you know inconsequential it seems like that's where our humanness comes in because everybody likes a certain thing you know some people like raising butterflies and that makes their life really beautiful and they share that and you're like oh this is so awesome you know like i just don't know where it became like we have to be the lead author of everything and like everyone has to like you know bend to how we view the world i just yeah (laughs)
0: tribalism is extremely intense beyond this political spectrum that it we talk about it most recently but when you're saying that i'm even thinking back just uh, it's kind of a thought experiment i was like this dates back to, I, I can think back to like texts from the Victorian era of farmers fighting uh, and publishing, well, not even the farmers, but the land tenants publishing how one mechanism of farming is more effective and blah, blah, blah. And like how that would change a nation's outlook on how they approached chemistry in the sense of fertilizing fields, what what components were used. But it is this idea of like, well, we're doing it best here. So that means you're either you're doing it our way or not at all. And it just shuts down so many ways because speaking to farming, one plot of soil is not the same as another plot of soil. So there's a lot that happens between, you know, in the, in the ecology of a system there. But yeah, it, it does track back to our old selves. And I, I do think about it a lot with our colonial parts. Like that's, I think, where we really shove this idea around the globe was like, well, we can print it on paper and we can send it and be like, you don't know science like we do ugh, don't like it. We need to fix it. We can can fix it too with people like you and me and all the rest of our folks in chat that are willing to have conversations that are based on storytelling of humanity, less on telling you why you're wrong.
1: My yeah, habit. I think that like the conversations is important. And I really like in some ways like I try to be careful cuz I know everybody has an echo chamber. Like I have one, everyone in here has an echo chamber whether, you know, if you want to admit it or not, we all have one. I think that a lot of people at least especially cuz like you're always having conversations about, you know, a wide range of topics, you know, human rights because you're a three-dimensional person. <laughs> and so I think you do really well with that, um, you know, pointing out like, oh, "Guess what? There's like all of this." And so like I feel like that's obviously like you still have an echo chamber, right? But you're like, no. So like, listen, you know, you have this approach with the communism and, you know, LGBTQ being a part of that community, being able to reach out and be like, hey, so listen, like, it's not just like this, you know, white capitalist, like, you know, must believe in science sort of world. Like, there are a lot of different views and it's okay to have like different opinions, right? But then... I feel like you just have a really good way. I don't know how to word what I want to oh, say because I'm dead, but.
0: That's so sweet. Oh, my God. You know,
1: <laughs> like, like, I feel like I feel like you have a good way of, like, trying to educate others while still being like, OK, but no, fuck Nazis. Right. <laughs> 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 like, like, that's where it is. I feel like this, like, and you reach out to other people and you attract other people who that's are amazing. like that, where we're where we have very, we're re- enraged at the news of everything that happens every single day. But I feel like you attract. This group of people who's willing to have a conversation and even a difficult conversation with people who don't see the world they do, you know, and stay fairly level headed, but then cut it off at like, oh no, you're a Nazi. Like, we can't, this yeah. isn't going to work.
0: Yeah. I gosh, that's the nicest compliment I maybe ever have received. That touched my core, all the aspects of my core right there. Those are, I do grapple with those sort of things. Just people, wait, I bought something today that I get to tell here. Oh God, just people like, I found the most niche mold online. I... I was going to, oh God. So I was going to figure out, I'm, I'm trying to do something with my altar. I wanted to do channeling uh, like some Lenin energy in here because like we're, we need some revolution. I was like, well, can I buy a Lenin candle? And I went, no, wait, can I just buy a mold of Lenin's head so I can cast my own candles? And I did, everybody. And it's going to get here and people are going to be so, oh, history is just going to feel so weird because... <laughs> Uh, communism witchcraft it's such a strange combination i think i'm doing something no one else has done before but i'm not i sure.
1: love that i love that though and i feel like i feel like that just reminds me of like i know you said you haven't really been keeping up the museum thing i've uh-huh. been a little bad about it too but greg even had that conversation of like the best like belief system he worded it differently but the best like belief system you can have is the one that you build yourself <laughs> so if you have Lenin candles you're doing witchcraft like yes
0: <laughs> that means so much uh, first of all uh, again i i need well the, the thing that keeps me happy is like i I know i've been missing like the new kirk stuff so chat always feel free to be like filling me in and keeping me on my toes with it because i need to it's just been such like you said like, working on our own style of things and uh, this is a good time of year for it so I'm i'm hoping people out there are doing like really similar stuff because <sighs> the world's changing in a way where I, I think a lot of us are very n- unsure of what to do next. I know in a business sense, I'm very unsure. Like at one moment, I'm like, well, I'm getting ready to send out mailers. And the next I'm like, but I'm making Lenin busts because <laughs> like, I fear the end times. And with things that happened very seriously in the news the other day, like I'm very worried, but it, it's a strange place. Like, how do we find our balance? How do we find our togetherness? And the thing that keeps me upbeat is we're at least trying to move the needle somehow and build that connectivity with one another because that is sure what we need. We, uh, just today, like just to speak of of good things. And I'm, I'm if anyone ever has like a connection like this and you want to bring it forward, we can always do some good work. I through some of our publisher connections, we were able to send books to. Um, alley cats business bronx which that came by the podcast she runs a a place in the bronx that's great for practitioners of magic to come in and have a safe space and just by sending a single email we were able to get her like books from a publisher sent there and then i had someone reach out um telling me uh they're a student in high school and they do like an lgbt witchcraft sort of group stuff and i was like well wait why don't we get you in touch with these people because they could send you books and things too and so please folks listen to the voices in your community um i'd say this to like all the adult people of like especially the ages that we are where we're active and we know and we're we know what it's like to feel on the outside if you've got those sort of groups in your area it can be good to make connections like instagram and all that we we need what is it be the hero you needed when you were a kid or something like that that's kind of my new role model or my motto i should say Queen of Swords, thank you so much for that sub. I appreciate that too, by the way. Very, very kind of you. Uh, so folks, go out there and be something awesome is what we're trying to tell you. Be be good, be cool, be some sort of role model. And if you don't know what it is yet, keep coming together, people. We, we got the strength within us. We just need to tap into it and start having some like real faith in ourselves, I think.
1: Yeah, just do what you love and that'll affect people, you know, more than anything else.
0: That's where it goes back to slowing down the ripening of bananas. I mean, we need that stuff. And I love that passion for it. Like you're saying, I love that you have someone, an advisor, that that can challenge things, think differently, because I'm sure not a lot of people are. I don't see many published papers about banana ripening, slowing down.
1: Yeah, lit- like just being in an environment like that, you know, it's just like like we study really out there things, you know, and. And we have those conversations, like we study the origins of life, like that's what we do. And so it's like to sit there and be like, well, what is consciousness? And we all just kind of sit there in silence, like, I don't know. (laughs) But like, you know, there's no like shutting down, like, I know what this is. We just kind of sit there and it's like, well, okay, but then like, what if this could happen? What if this is happening in space? Like, I don't know, just like random stuff like that. Being around people who have that mindset of like, no, the world can actually be really weird. And we actually like don't. No, like being around people who say they don't know and also love what they do those are the best people <laughs> like find people who are very willing to say i don't know
0: i couldn't agree with that more that's that i yeah i mean that's my brain that's my where my brain is in a drive i think almost all the time at least i it tends to default there luckily is i'm, I'm not someone to ever say black and white um definitive things call it my libra side or whatever i i just this past libra season saw a, a, like one of those memes on instagram It's like as a libra you can't help but see all sides of a situation at once it's your blessing and your curse i'm like it's true i literally can't look at a problem and be like oh it's because of those people or it's because of that one thing i'm like no everything is such a shade of gray to think it's black and white is to be too distant from it that you. Can- shrunk it all down um
1: yeah yeah that was like a, another conversation that's having in a live stream with somebody on instagram of like a lot of people shove their world into black and white and then they sit there and they scream at each other from those sides because they're just too afraid to like live in that world of gray and we were having this conversation and it's like honestly it's easier to live in a world of gray and just let the world be how the world is rather than trying to force it to be one way or force it to be another and then having to defend that like it when it really is gray (laughs) like people are making it harder than it needs to be you know the world is nuanced and so like people are fighting against something they don't need to fight against and it's just so it is
0: literally insane to think that we have criminalized a plant like marijuana and mushrooms with psilocybin and all of that, like to 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 really frame the insanity of the world we live in. Like we we live in one where we, we feed you like huge drug cocktails, but uh, like a weed literally can't. It's it's so taboo. Yes,
1: you have to be a white man; otherwise, you can't have anything for enjoyment. You have to have babies if you have a uterus. You know. Uh... <laughs> it's like you have no choice in the matter and you just have to, to grow up in overpriced apartments and eat mcdonald's and uh drive your broken car and then when you get sick you just have to die that's really it so
0: <laughs> Adler. and i sip
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, it's true it's true our medical system is absolutely terrifying in the united states don't ever get sick everybody you'll never afford to get out of it uh just yeah, the, don't hey, be
1: anything but a white man. That's literally...
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to
1: say... I'm sorry, white, cis, straight man. I should, I should amend this statement. I,
0: you're, you're, I mean, well, I, I, I do rec- try to actively recognize my privilege as a white man. And I feel like in ways... Uh, this is something I've just had a lot of time to think about. Um, when I was in college, I was very active in programs and stuff that were all about uh, just racial thinking and how we interact with each other and how people of diverse groups are all meshed together. And I, I always think what, what, they, what some people term being gay is like a, a hidden group where at first you can walk yeah. into a room and people don't know. And not everyone is going to be like this. Some people may be more forward presenting, but I know a lot of people mistake me as a straight guy for a while. And so I get that pass into a world that is not my world uh (laughs) i do live in an echo chamber in real life pretty well too um in the sense that you know my friends were not people that are gonna get into those situations often uh but yeah i've certainly over the years been able to pass into that world and see what sits on the other side and it's it's real crap because it really prevents I don't know. Think of all the scientists and such dwelling on that subject of of inspiring people. Think of how many smart brains and minds that could have changed our world have just been kept out uh, and prevented from ever having the opportunity, all because a skin color sexual orientation or something ridiculously not relevant to science. You know, some reason that, you know, people shouldn't have been belittled and harassed. So it's a great shame for humanity and we need to change. Mm -hmm. my heart
1: (laughs) snap for that
0: i do have a little something i want to go and grab and show off for people there was a card pull i did and adler i think you might like this too it had a little something for us to do with connecting to the earth um so i want to go run and grab this it's just on the dining room table everybody but it has just a little maybe homework we could all do and obviously this is optional for folks but kind of cool one sec okay i got the book let me figure out which one it was. It had a task for us to go out into nature and basically grab a couple little things that we found and we like, and we're supposed to set up a little altar to nature in our house. And I know many of our chat already probably have something like this, but when this card fell out today, I totally made a mental bookmark. It was a slow bookmark, but it worked. So the card is Earth Mother, and it talks about psychic recharging, grounding as a healer, being a mentor, and having many layers to things <laughs> like we're talking about. Wow. <laughs> I didn't, didn't plan the conversation around the card, to be honest. Yeah,
1: like uh, this like, this is, this is appropriate. <laughs>
0: the, the, the distilled wisdom of the card, it says that harming none includes not harming yourself. No matter what kind of human mother you may have had, your your Earth mother wants you to fulfill your potential and be healthy, comfortable, and happy, and a source of pride to her and all your relations. Like the layers of soil and dirt that govern the Earth below our feet, so too do we hold layers of our being all equal and important to the bigger picture of who we are. Whoa! That's like our conversation in a nutshell. I promise I didn't plan this. <laughs> i feel like that even touched on your description of the eclipse too like we're all this like reflection of our you know our our higher atmospheric selves you know cast upon something
1: well it's so funny too because there's that line of like not harming others yeah. and not harming yourself i was just talking with somebody about you know the hole and we were talking about like how disenchanted everybody is and all this stuff and And how, like, can the world be saved, you know, because people are just like this. And then I was saying, you know, like, my only goal anymore, because it's like, I'm one person, I'm too tired to try to save the world. And so it's like, my only goal is not to harm anyone. Like, that's my only goal anymore, is just do not add to the harm of everything. So, like, I just had that conversation, like, a couple hours ago. So...
0: That's extremely relevant. I'm still going to read this out to you guys in a sec, but I don't want to let that go because I think that's a huge, this might be part of our ongoing conversation for the future as you and I regroup and do these chats. But there is um, a guilt fostered, I think, well, I, there there's certain cases where it's definitely done through PR, things like the recycling industry, like to make you feel like it's your fault that you're not recycling enough plastics when they have a lot of control and they just don't do much with it. Um, there's a lot of times that we, as the individual, the people that want to rock the boat are specifically made to feel like we are ineffective, we are causing the problem, that we are as much to blame as the other people. But there's a very big difference between being in the backseat of a car and being the person that has their foot on the pedal. And to say that they're one and the same is not true, because if you're stuck in the back and that driver's going wherever they're going, you can either jump out to your own peril or you're going with the car and jumping out isn't really an option for like but there's the thing is why we need to be together because i don't want people to feel alone with that mentality like you said i have it too is the important part i have that too i ask myself what can i be doing or or what is my goal how far can i really strive in this setup and doing no harm is honestly a very noble goal for for where we stand Let me read this really briefly. This is our little bit of homework, everybody. And I think this is going to be a good one. Kind of gets us, um, we're kind of nearing the end of the hour here. So we'll, we'll start wrapping up after this. But it talks about a pure magic spell to help you with your Eartha was it? Earth Mother was our card. It says, this is an offering to the hearth of Mother Earth, an altar to worship and to remind us of her raw yet beautiful existence. Earthly powers may be brought within and combined with other unprocessed magical power, so they may enhance, invigorate, and replenish your own personal power. This altar is not necessarily dedicated to a deity. Instead, it stands as a potent, energy-recharging, magical battery. It is an ongoing work in progress. Arrange a tableau of some or all of the following. One, earth from significant places. This is me giving my thoughts now to say, cool if you can gather it, if you go on any vacations this year. Adler, if you're going anywhere fun, maybe you grab a little bit of earth and something to bring it home. Rocks from significant places. Bonus points if you can get a hold rock, it says. Waters, collecting ocean, rain, spring, river, lake, or storm water. That's really cool. Shells. Ooh, we talked about this with Kiki Dombrowski and making a whole um, shell divination kit. Seashells, snail shells, crab shells, either found or recovered from meals, it says. That's smart. Bones of fish, chicken, beef, lamb, cleaned up and preserved from food. Found fallen feathers, snakeskin, or wood pieces, and finally gathered herbs, grains, or flower petals. So I can put that little list up for people, but pretty simple: uh, earth, some land, some rocks, some water, shells, bones, fallen feathers, and herbs, and put that all together in altar. And turn the final note it had was to play around with it a little bit, and it said be childlike and ar- arrange that altar in a way that feels good to you. Adler, i'm gonna do this i need to do this i need to get back oh, i into love
1: it. that i literally just like was cleaning my altar because i have an altar and i was just it was just like it just feels like it needs something else <laughs> it just i it's kind of like sitting pretty empty right now and it's like i don't know what to do with this and so that you know easy peasy space. this is gonna this is gonna happen
0: <laughs> i think that's kind of a cool thing for people is um I, I I only did my very first little altar a couple years ago, and it at first, uh, it, it was something this is going to sound strange, but the very first altar I made was one I didn't even really resonate with. it went And I think that's okay. I don't want I, I actually, yes, that's a good thing to share. I did not resonate with my very first altar, and that's okay because I didn't give up making altars. Uh, the next one that I seriously attempted felt significantly better to me, whether it was just that I had had some time to learn the significance of some items to put on there, or maybe I had just done a little bit better of a job of sourcing little things. But if anyone out there is unsure where to start, if, if this is something that you want to do, it's something fun and playful, and it can just take up room on your end table if you've got one. You can make a little space on your desk if you've got that. On top of a dresser is another really good recommended one. Uh, but anywhere, anywhere you got a little space that you can just put aside, it's its somewhere for you to recharge. Like it's at a battery. So bring in some nature, go out there, get your feet in the, in the, in the dirt, in the sand, be one with it for a little bit and try and connect. And welcome aboard. Adler, what do you think? This has been so fun. Do you, do you have any, any kind of last thoughts that you want to talk about? Any subjects that have come up Uh before we get ready to wrap up for the day.
1: Oh goodness. I would have no idea. (laughs) I feel like I've just been like a little rage machine with all the news headlines every day. And so it's like it's me trying to like ground myself too of like, no, I just need to go back out and like do weird stuff and be with friends and like (laughs) get back into, you know, doing the things that kind of make us whole and happy and you know, taking a breather from the world, even though we need to be active in it. It's just like
0: yeah. Oh, like it said, there is a balance because if you are burnt out to the point that you can no longer do good, just like with the teachers, I mean, this all is intertwined. If you burn yourself out as someone that's this happens all the time, I see this all the time. If you're in the political space, if you're trying to be active there do not become the enemy it's the easiest thing in the world to do i think we all again working in in shades of gray we all do cross little lines all the time you can't be nice to every troll that says (laughs) extremely rude things to you but more often than not you could try and take the high road if if that opportunity comes up i'm giving everyone permission you don't have to respond to every troll you can just block them but where you can have good con Know where you can have good conversations. Be selective in how you use your energy. That is, That might be a huge magical lesson all on its own, but just in the political sphere, choose what battles to fight because I assure you they're not all worth it and many of them are meant to drain your energy and leave you a tap battery cell. Don't let them have the high ground in that way. Know where you can be effective. And that might be helping out with a local school, trying to do some pro-LGBT stuff to like make people not feel scared and alone. Like there are so many ways and it doesn't take one shape or form. So I'm glad, Adler, I'm glad you, I'm so glad you came on here. And what do you say with a little rage machine or something? Like we need that. I want that. You're giving me permission to rage too. And I like it.
1: Oh my gosh. I'm all for it. You know, I always, I always like, if you see me like rage on Twitter, or on social media, like, you know, I'm like snapping. <laughs> <laughs> I really try not to do that because it's pointless. Like I'm screaming into an echo chamber. And so, you know, then the only people that'll see it are either again, people in my echo chamber or somebody who wants to start a fight. And then, you know, so <laughs> you know if you see sassy, anything from me, it's like, Oh no. Oh no, I've just lost my mind a little bit. <laughs> <'cause> I <laughs> normally don't, like, don't do that. I don't do that. Like I I work down the street from, you know, Ron DeSantis. So like I uh I have plenty of in-person opportunities to voice my strong opinion <laughs> in public. Um, but sometimes doing it on the internet is quicker.
0: <laughs> it's quicker, it's a little safer, it's a little everything. It's I, I do like to show a lot of love to people online. That's another thing, folks. You see someone getting into a fight or whatever, do do send your friends some good love if you see it being picked on or anything. I, I saw that all the time. Even um one of our good paranormal friends was getting harassed by trolls out there. And, and it's just... I always like to take a little bit of time to message people or send a little tweet of support because
1: oh, it's hard. We're, we're just trying to
0: survive and now we're trying to get to thriving. But that's, that's the battle we're, we're fighting right now. Let's wage it together. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think all of us in these communities, like we're all affected by at least one of the headlines, (laughs) at least one each day, if not, you know, several. And so, um, you know, sort of banding together, support, (laughs) support that we can. So I try to share dumb material on my social media feeds and not serious stuff, because if people, you know, like my friends who get a lot of like my feed, I don't want them to then be re-exposed to things that may be happening
0: so. That's a good point. I like to try. I don't know that I've I don't do this super well every day, but I always like to try to put a break of cuteness in between my uh end of world sort of stuff. Because I'm like, well, yes, the sky is on fire outside. But also look at this cute dog because I know this is yeah. gonna keep you looking
1: a little bit longer. And
0: we do need that break, because otherwise I start to lose it too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely, you know, just go just start doing something for yourself. Like I just start liking all the pictures of raccoons that come across my feed, so then I see raccoons. <laughs> you know, you can give yourself a break too. The the algorithm will will it'll respond real fast, so, you know, there's something that brings you simple joy. Just start liking every one of those and it will give you a quick break.
0: That's super smart. Do change your algorithm. That's a good conversation for a later date too, is like how much control we have over that information we see and sort of how much responsibility we have to go outside of it in some ways and to make sure, yeah, that we're not building that echo chamber. You've you've done a really good job calling that out throughout. I mean it's very easy to get into that and think, oh, everything is just like me, or everyone at least sees the world like I do. And then you step a, a thing out of it, and you're like, oh my god, n- not at yeah. all. This is totally different.
1: Yeah. I, I had friends bring it up to me. I have friends who are very good deviled advocates, like very much like me, you mm-hmm. know, basically socialists who, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like we're all in the same boat and everything. But I have some very good friends who are deviled advocates. And They were just like, you know, basically in a nutshell, don't let your echo chamber become a tomb, you know, like, don't let that happen. Um, It's fine to to have people, you know, that agree with you. That's fine. We're humans. We we gravitate towards that. And of course, like, I'm not going to go have a conversation with a Nazi. I'm not in that headspace. I don't have time for those people. But, you know, to a certain degree, you don't want to become trapped somewhere. And the internet is so easy to trap yourself in there because it's designed to trap you in there. (laughs) We're all real people doing real people things every day. And so, you know, we go online and like, you know, for me, all my friends are on there. So I'm on there a lot, but you don't want that to change who you are in such a way where you just become, you know, it's a chamber, it's going to narrow down and you're going to get stuck down at the very end. It's just going to bury you. So be careful, you know,
0: I don't know if you ever, did you watch that documentary, The Social Dilemma? It was the one that got really popular about maybe two years back.
1: I heard about it. I didn't see it.
0: I, I, I'm i not someone to be like, you must watch this documentary, but it is actually good. It is a great, it is a great look. And I like their sources because it was a lot of people that had worked and pioneered companies like Twitter and things and that were ousted along the way. Saying I would never let my or I don't let my kid use social media because These algorithms are specifically entailed like you said to keep you in and I mean it it did a really good job of draw like uh, Illustrating they used some like scenes that were good at illustrating how Instagram chooses to go after you Like you know if you if you ignore it for so long it starts sending you other things and it wants to It really is driven to keep you there and scrolling through ads and one of the the biggest things for the documentary is to say this is all changeable it's all fixable we just need um not even laws but like we need change human change that's going to get us from trying to manipulate one another because right now the algorithm is set to keep 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 you know keep them scrolling don't have them if they feel worse about their life if they feel ugly and that they need to buy beauty products good but that's not good that's evil you're ugly and so you need to spend money that's the- yeah
1: Mm-mm. yeah it just makes you like hate yourself and then you're like oh but you can find a community here and then it's like okay great now we've we've compart. part like you're now sorted here you are we're gonna go on to the next person <laughs> and it's like no i turned off all my ad preferences and i like don't really interact with ads anymore and so i Every little I take screenshots of them and sometimes I share them but sometimes they're real just weird. I get just like the weirdest suggested ads and it's like it doesn't know who I am anymore. <laughs>
0: I felt bad for once today. I got an ad on Instagram that looked cool. Not something I was going to buy, but it was like, it's almost like a fantasy um, breakdown book sort of deal of like showing fantasy vehicles. And I clicked on it and none of the ad stuff worked on Instagram. And I went, this poor person probably spent, you know, who knows how much money to send this ad out that doesn't even send me to their website. I'm like, Instagram, you in a nutshell are ads that suck or are really weird or you have a good one and it doesn't even work (laughs) i can't buy the product as it stands
1: yeah it's just it's ridiculous i have so many conflicting opinions on social media too It's like i don't even know like i use it and it's like why (laughs) and it's like i guess i use it to share dumb things because all my friends are here and we're all sad so here's a raccoon or something
0: (laughs) yeah uh, and it brings up a, a good point here in chat it says one problem is that if there's a non-social media method for living your life that's really good then in order for that way to be seen it still needs a social presence how else would it propagate
1: it's maddening because i've thought about that because i'm somebody like i only got a twitter and an instagram since the pandemic started because i only had a wow. facebook and like i that was the only one i had like i had a snapchat for a while to talk to, like two friends and i deleted it because like this is the dumbest thing ever and shocker i haven't talked to them in like two years
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay yep yeah, that happened
1: I'm like it happens, and and so i only had facebook and it was like well i don't have like friends in grad school like i mean i know other grad yeah. students but like honestly once you get to this level it's like they have a stick up their butt and i don't want it and so <laughs> i i played myself and i was like okay i guess i'll try twitter and then eventually i got an instagram And, you know, like, at first, like, I used them, I used to post an absolute ton on like, Instagram. And then I stopped when like, I decided I wanted to go back to kind of like who I used to be like, I'm somebody who used to absolutely never take pictures of myself, you know, just like, here's this cool bug, like, look at this bug. And then for a while, you know, everybody gets trapped in that, like, I have to show what I'm doing. Like I'm a person, there's a face on this account. And then you know, I think about it and it's like, I want to just pop off social media, you know, like have friends and message and use all that kind of stuff, but not like, you know, the daily life things. And it's like, but that's important, right. To be like, look, like I am in the woods. Like, I feel like th- those are important. That's like the storytelling. Yes. Like I can't tell these people, these stories. Cause I don't live near any of you. <laughs> and so it's like, I can't be like, Oh, look at all these pictures on my phone and like hand you my phone and you can see, you know, this stuff it's like I have to show this stuff on social media but then it's like are you contributing to that or are you storytelling like where's the line of performing and of just living your very authentic life you know like I think that's such a difficult thing and then like for people like me who you know to turn to astrology it's like I have that Scorpio in me I like to have that aesthetic I'm very aesthetically like the Leo and the Scorpio mix here like and the Cancer in me like (laughs) I have that sort of moody sort of like I need it to look like really aesthetically pleasing and I need it to look like really cool um and I'm a scientist so I have an ego like I know that and so it's like I need people to see this cool thing I'm doing because I think it's awesome now I need to make it look cool I need to have some like moody caption and then put it on there and it's like that's just like how I live my life but then it looks performative (laughs) right and then if you do that, it just becomes a performance. And then you realize that and it's like, oh, no. Right. Like, it's just it You're becomes so right. a cycle of like, when do I just, you know, post pictures with no filters and just like no captions? And like, look, I found a lizard today. Look at it. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. it's such a cycle. I think that's a really good point. And it's something that I literally fight with myself over every day. Like, every day, it's like, I'm not hitting posts. Like, I refuse. I can't hit post for a week and then I just, it's like, but like I'm human and these are my friends and like, I want (laughs) to look, I'm doing a thing. And then I look at what they're doing. It's such a, it's a cycle.
0: And it drops another piece of wisdom on us. It says, if what you post is authentic and the people who respond do so authentically, then you're good. But most of the time, either one of those things does not happen. So you're either posting inauthentically, trying to match the algorithm, or you know people are, are not responding to your authentic posts. That's something I remember bringing up very briefly in the New Kirks thing with Greg and Dana once when they were on this sort of subject. Um, I, I said, how much it sucks that we as creators, Are specifically driven through just our own, our own drive, but having been taught through social media, news and whatever. I mean, I went to school literally and did um, social media as kind of my undergrad stuff, but it's, it's changed so radically. I do want to remind people briefly that there was a time before the algorithm back in 2012 and social media was super freaking fun. So the algorithms, the problem as I see it because what happens when you strip off all this, like curation crap is you get a feed that is in a linear chronological reverse chronological whatever order and you can pick up where you left off and that's how twitter used to be and um bring it back because i think the algorithm is the thing that bullies us otherwise you have a a quote equal shot um when you're creating content on a linear sort of system because well if you publish it at prime time people are going to see it if you publish it three in the morning not very many people are going to see it And you can control that. But with how it is now, that is irrelevant. You can kind of post at a time, but if the algorithm doesn't like you because you included a link, shame on you. Boo on you for trying to get people to your Patreon or whatever and and feed yourself. Um, Just because you included that, the algorithm doesn't like you anymore. And I see that affect people all the time. So again, it changes the way they produce things and so are you producing content for yourself your audience or the algorithm and unfortunately
1: yeah that it, often it becomes it becomes such a thing like i've had friends who are like you haven't posted in a while are you okay and it's like no i did post but you're only seeing the posts that are pictures of me like that have like my face in them because like that's what it's doing and so it's like no you didn't see the picture of like when i was in the mountains because it didn't have me in it you know and it's like at what point are you trying to feed that because like you want your friends to see what you're doing and it's like oh but i don't know it's a it's a whole thing yeah um
0: there's a good comment yeah. from me again about like the the idea of self-curation is what stops us so true so true uh but and those are all based on you know we have these understandings of societal constructs and archetypes that are at play you know we all don't want to be the annoying person too (laughs) we all have some understanding of what that means or you all know someone that doesn't know what that means and (laughs) you're afraid to be like them you're like yep i don't want to post a thousand pictures of the same beer or whatever like that that does become tiring
1: Exactly. There's like a self-curation, there's self-preservation based on social cues because, again, we're an animal and we, you know, even though it's virtual, we still recognize, you know, group dynamics and like it's just it's a whole thing. And like again, for like a while, my Instagram was honestly like a little story for me. Like people say it's like a diary, you know, for yourself, and mine kind of was that people saw. And then as more and more people got on, it was like, okay, no, I don't want this anymore. (laughs) Like. No, 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 Like, I, I'm not going to do that anymore with my social media. Um, so it's just, it's a whole thing.
0: <laughs>
1: Tired Witch
0: brought up a really good point about that last week. She said, I didn't really intend to be famous online, something to that effect. But it found me and it came to me and that put me under you know the spotlight of microscope and that's really big too you just said you know as you grew it became less authentic and i i think i i i'll just say i resonate with that as someone who um, got big for streaming video games back in the day and and so all my content really changed and it became that so for these last two years this whole thing is so inter twine this conversation but that's where I've been trying to tie together all those little pieces of myself that you mentioned earlier here's your communist side and your your weed witch side and all this sort of thing and I'm trying to bring it all back around because I'm finding as I embrace those parts of myself it's a little bit easier but there was a part of me two or so three years ago that that could not and I did get pushback so I guess that means I was in the wrong circle too like I I wasn't embraced for being me and that's I think something that I'll goes back to where you spend your energy folks if you're not feeling like the circle that you're in embraces you for your authentic self it's may not be that circle for you you might be in the wrong echo chamber that can be keeping you down or like tyson trying to keep you from exploring the stars and doing something fun new you need people you said something earlier adley you need people that are going to like encourage you and ask questions or not know and be willing to say they don't know
1: yeah exactly like people being real people, not just people being like, Oh, yes, you're great. And everything you think is great. It's exactly what I think. And that's great. Like it's people being real people, like we're all three dimensional. And so like, we're not going to agree with each other on everything to that degree. And we're not gonna think the same things They're like, awesome, or cool, or interesting, or worth spending time on. And like, that's, fine like we're friends and the real people we're real people like friends don't they're not the same person And like what's the point then go find a friend on the algorithm if you want someone who's the exact same as you like and i think that this is a really good comment you know letting your behavior find the audience like i think that is super key and i think that a lot of us are doing that like you said with the communism and you know like gay communist like witchy yes yeah. <laughs> like doing it because that's like what i started to do too in these last you know, a little bit. And I think even more recently where it's like, when you look at like, who, like, cause we're people and we're messy. Like i made a post about that a long time ago on Instagram, like we're messy. And so we have all these parts and they don't seem to make sense. You know, like, like I'm a kid and I love science. Like I, who likes chemistry and math? No one normal, but I love them, right? I'm like, I freaking love math. I will do math all day for fun. I love calculus. I'll do it literally in my free time. And you know what? I really like Buddhism. Like I'm a practicing Buddhist. But you know what? I have an altar built for you know like nature gods, and I like to do like go talk to eufonots in the woods, and I, you know, and like I like reading old books about like seafaring adventures, and I like you know it. It's like you don't need to. They're not separate like it's just combining all of that and being like yeah I like this stuff or like I want to learn magic and witchcraft now for no reason I just think it's cool (laughs) so like I think that when you start to embrace that and I kind of I met a man in antiques shop that I think summed this up very nicely he was talking about like physical things in a way but he was saying you know like when you buy things for your home or for your room right he's like you may notice that when you buy like a lamp or a chair and a couch and, you know, curtains or something, he's like, you may notice that they don't match. Like aesthetically they don't match. He goes, but you put them all in that room and they go together because they're you like, they're all pieces of you. And so he's oh like, God. they may not look like they go together, but he's like, you pick them out. So they go together. <laughs> and so I think that that's how I've been trying to live over the past, like two years is like, no, these are all pieces of me. And like, Yes, they seem really random, like they don't seem to go together at all, but that's who I am. And so that's what you're getting. <laughs> like, look on my Twitter, there's Moby Dick quotes intermixed with me yelling at an astrophysicist and pictures of raccoons, like, and also me talking about ghost farts at a, you know, conference. <laughs> <So> <laughs> it's all me. And so it doesn't make any sense, but like, we're all like that. And so I think that embracing that and like, you'll find people and those people will stick around. So I have, like, some of the best friends I have ever had because, like, living my best life. <laughs> so, and a lot of you are in here. So, you know.
0: And that's why we like you. It, honestly, if, if you were, if you abandoned those other parts and only chose one to lead with, I uh, you know, it, it would be a different Adler. It would not be the the you that we know and love because we want those Moby Dick quotes in there because, like you're saying, it's it's the patchwork. And it does explain why when you see a like a home out of a big box store where it's just kind of pre-purchased and the sectionals all the same it's all the same set it just it doesn't have a a personality really or it has a pre-described personality pre-prescribed and it doesn't vibe but the the home that has the eclectic thing the 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 sourced and self-curated um that personality is everything I'm really glad we had this conversation tonight. I feel a lot better about myself, actually. I think this is like a therapy session. And I think I really needed this. Owen says, you know, well when you're set. too
1: poor for therapy, you know, you're friends. You just... <laughs> it's the truth, though.
0: It is the truth. We are each other's therapists in this way. So, um. Adler I, I cannot thank you enough and I'm super excited to remind people that Adler is going to be joining us recurring on Mondays. So Adler what the schedule we're, we're working on and this is going to be TBD and we'll kick off more in June everybody but um, Mondays is going to be me and a rotating co-host. So expect people like Alex Bumpy Lumps. We got Queen of Swords coming through. We got Adler popping by. We got a few other friends we're in talks with. But the goal is we're trying to keep it so we got a fresh face. Pagan and I, we are still thickest Thieves. We're doing our Witchy Wednesdays together, our Say on Saturdays together. But I want to encourage everyone to make sure you're subscribed to Pagan's Witchy Corner as well. She's tackling a lot more um, guests that are sent our way through Llewellyn and other like publishing work because pagan reads like a fiend she i wish i could read the quarter of speed she does because oh my god
1: we all do <laughs> how does Pagan's she amazing. do it i can't even
0: listen to an audible book on t- point point one x or whatever like i can't
1: <laughs> it's incredible she's like yeah i read this book and it's like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> please it's like i'm on to my like third one like i'm halfway and it's like what I am
0: in awe, but it was a, it was part of the reason why we, we made switches is just to emphasize what we're like extremely strong at and bring it together. Cause we've been saying we want this family aspect and I feel it more than ever. So I'm so excited to continue, like go into the second part of 2022 stronger and like more galvanized in our ideas than ever. So. Again, folks, uh, make sure you're following Adler. We're going to get your page all set up on the Revelator site, too. I've got it started. I'm going to need to chat with you and see what fun things we want to add in there. But go get subscribed to Adler over on Twitter, on Instagram. What what else do you want people to check out, Adler? Is there anything I should call out for folks?
1: You know, I really only have those two things. And <laughs> you
0: you know, better follow like you them.
1: Just, you can find me on Facebook. It's a different name, but you can try <laughs> you know like yeah good luck it's i'm in there so you'll notice the museum group you notice the commenter the last name cooper talking about chemistry guess what it's probably me
0: (laughs) you can go to that twitter link i just shared of adler's to see a retweet wendy's saying to neil degrasse tyson sir this is a wendy's that's the good stuff you're gonna see on adler's feed
1: chaos please get ready
0: <laughs> i love this thank you so much thank you so much adler for coming by tonight this has been a true blast i think that people are walking away probably feeling some with some really good vibes about themselves you got some altar work to do everybody that was just an unexpected little thing and it just goes to show the weird magic of tarot that uh Our brains are probably a lot more interconnected than we all give ourselves credit for. And the fact that that card popped out today and we are all talking about the same stuff and love one another, folks. That's what the moral of the story is.
1: Yes, love each other, do what you love, and it will affect the people around you, whether you know it or not. So
0: That's it. That's the word. That's the
1: word. Adley,
0: thank you again. I'm going to pop out of this call. I will do my little wrap up with our people in Twitch chat. And then you and I will just get chit-chatting about when we want to come by again. We'll we'll do a little call or something like that. Oh, that's a good one. You can't build anything with hatred. There we go, chat. Love it. Be safe, everybody. Be good to each other. Love yourselves. And we'll talk to you very soon. Bye-bye, gang.